It's a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Dreamers, welcome back to Daz Does Disney. I'm your host, coming to you from the isolation station of love. It's me. It's the Daz. It's Landon Doan. Took a week off last week, because uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, me and the Madre, the Lotus, my mom, we were in the most magical place on Earth. We'll uh, talk about that in a bit, but just because I was gone doesn't mean that the Disney news stopped. So uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, my tag team partner. She is the Phoenix of the podcasting world, rising and flying above us all. It's my friend and yours. It's Steffers. Steffers, how are we doing? And uh, did you have a good week? Hello. You know, it was a week where I was going to say I had a break from recording, but I really didn't. <laughs> I ended up putting out two episodes instead of one because Angie talks too dang much. Sorry, Angie. Um, but I was. it was a good week. I visited my mom. I surprised her in Virginia. That's awesome. And now I'm back and I'm dead inside. I mean, not Disney dead, but like just <laughs> the normal kind of dead. Ah, so. okay. So so not the whimsical and fun dead inside. The, oh God, oh God, we're all going to die dead inside that uh, seems to be going around in the world today. Yes, exactly. That's that's precisely how I feel. I feel like I could take 10 naps and it still wouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. I am uh, unfortunately having to return really to the real world uh, tomorrow uh, as I go going back to work, which by the way, if you're listening to this episode, the day it drops on Monday, October 25th, I'm going to be hosting uh, the Phil show from 8.30 to 10 a.m. So be sure and listen on the News Talk 987 app and the iHeartRadio app as well. Also streaming at Newstalk987.com. So uh, you can hear me be bad here and then you can hear me be bad on my day job. But the difference is I get paid at my day job. Um, but uh, yeah, did mention that me and my mom, by the way, super awesome that you went to go uh, surprise your mom up in uh, Virginia. And uh, the episodes I'm assuming you recorded were Adventures with Steffers available wherever you can find your uh, podcast, right? That's correct, sir. That's very correct. Well, well, that's that's good. I'm glad I assumed correctly. Don't want to look like an idiot on a podcast. That'd be the first time that ever happened. Uh, but there was some news happening out of the House of the Mouse just because we took the week off. The uh, hits definitely did not. And uh, just off off the top, we're we're uh, we're we're talking about it again. It is Genie Plus uh, because the Genie Plus app launched and went live into the world this past week. You have to download an update for the My Disney Experience app. But now that you have, or if you have rather, uh, you can partake in the Genie Plus, uh, I guess, planning and then lightning lane and then individual lightning laning if you want to uh, get more bang for your buck. So, uh, uh, one more time, we're kicking the show off with Genie Plus, uh, hopefully for the last time, Steffers, because uh, between me, you, and this microphone, I'm kind of tired of talking about Genie Plus. I'm tired, and based off of all the things that we've seen and that our friends have witnessed, if you drop the money, you drop the money. If you don't drop the money, then you wait in line, and it's just as simple as that. But is it worth your money? I guess we'll answer that now and hopefully never have to answer it again. <laughs> or at least until you and I are fortunate, question mark, enough to use Genie Plus uh, for ourselves. Because just because I was in uh, the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World Resort this past week, it actually debuted the one day that uh, me and my mom did not have passes for the park and was not able to use it. So we're going to have to go off of uh, 
the speculation and experiences of others, just like a good podcast does. Yeah, but we'll be able to uh, see what the hype is about in like a month. Honestly, I have a panic attack now, but in about a month. <laughs> so just think you'll be back in Disney in, in a little over one month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. I have that thing in December that uh, that uh, is, is your thing. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> yes, you also still have to send me a picture of your suit, but that's neither here nor there, and we'll talk about that offline. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta go get my suit altered. Maybe straight up order a new suit, uh, and I'm doing that tomorrow, so. Hype, hype. All uh-huh. right, let's dive into this stinking, rootin' tootin'. <sighs> here we go. One more time with Gusto. We are talking Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane and individual Lightning Lanes. If you are not familiar with this, over the past week, Disney launched their new day planning service in Genie, which in theory will help you plan out your itinerary in the most magical place on earth. You can tell it what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what attractions you want to hit up, what shows, what experiences you want to do while you're inside a Walt Disney World Resort theme park And in theory, it will plan out a day for you, telling you to go ride this ride at this time. Go uh, maybe get something to eat. Maybe go go, go to this show at this time. But we're hearing maybe that the planning portion isn't exactly um, working flawlessly, let's just say. The Genie Plus element is if you want to pay $15 a person per day while you and your party are in the park, you get access to we're going to call them fast passes because that is that is a language that everybody seems to understand with the exception of two attractions in each park all four uh you can ride these attractions one time a day so that is different from the previous fast pass system where if you wanted to you could just load up on barnstormer reservations as soon as you get off be like hot damn i'm getting back on the barnstormer if you were so inclined can't do that anymore with genie plus lightning lanes and then there is the individual lightning lanes there are eight attractions spread out across all four walt disney world resorts in the magic kingdom it is seven dwarves uh mine train and space mountain in epcot it is remy's ratatouille and test track in hollywood studio it is rise of the resistance and mickey and minnie's runaway railway and then in the animal kingdom it is avatar flight of passage and expedition everest if you want to get in on riding those attractions you're gonna have to put down a little bit of extra money starting at wasn't epcot frozen and remy I think it's Frozen and Remy. Okay. I'm going to confirm, but you can continue. Well, it's either Frozen Test Track, but Remy is definitely uh, still one of those, which, by the way, you can still get up at 7 a.m. and try and get that virtual queue for that rat ride, which I was able to uh, do for me and my mom. I will talk about that in a little bit. But uh, starting at $7 and going all the way up to $15 for Rise of the Resistance, if you want to get in on those eight attractions, you're going to have to spend a little bit of extra money to guarantee your spot, but you can only do two of those a day spread out across all four parks. So if you are doing some park hopping and some genie plusing, and you want to get those individual lightning lane attractions, it's going to take a little bit of extra planning on your part. Okay, I can confirm Frozen Ever After is part of the individual lightning lane that ranges from seven to bajillion dollars. 
And then Test Track is part of the Genie Plus Lightning Lane, which is the $15 per person per day situation. Okay. The rest of what he said was right. Well, I'm glad that we can continue to make this as confusing as possible because uh, uh, there have been issues, uh, so to speak, with the Genie Plus, particularly on the individual Lightning Lane attraction. I made reference to uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. This was a ride that was already notorious for lol not working today uh i've been walked off of that ride once uh before that was an interesting experience but uh now that you might have some extra skin in the game if the attraction you paid for just goes all rides of the resistance and lol not working today you could be out some money and we've seen that in the first few days of genie plus being available in the wild but thankfully disney has a uh, workaround and a solution when it comes to refunds oh yes okay so are we doing refunds first we can talk about refunds first yeah yeah (laughs) how about how about that okay so there are some stipulations apparently there are different types of refunds that they will offer you if individual lightning lane refunds when attraction doesn't reopen For example, we are going to use Rise of the Resistance because, hello, it's Rise of the Resistance. And if you're not using it for Rise of the Resistance, what are you using it for? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting this from Blog Mickey, so shout out to Blog Mickey. On Tuesday, they purchased an individual Lightning Lane attraction pass to skip the line for Rise of the Resistance between 6 and 7 p.m. After making it to the entrance at 6.30, the attraction was closed for technical difficulties. They spoke to a cast member... They indicated that they were working to reopen the ride, but it would not likely open during their purchase window. Oh, there is a window. What is that, like an hour? You have an hour to head back to the ride, I think. I would believe so in this uh, blog Mickey post you made reference to. I think it said their their return window was 6 to 7 p.m. Yeah, so keep that in mind. You do have a window still. Instead, our return window would be extended to the end of the park operating hours. Okay, so it looks like if the attraction doesn't reopen during your window, then they extend your window to the end of park operating hours. Okay. When the attraction reopens outside of your return window, which is also confusing because they just said that in the previous situation, Rise of the Resistance remained closed through the end of our six to seven window the attraction reopened at 7 30 but we had previous plans to visit epcot after riding rise of the resistance during our original window we left disney's hollywood studios before seven and went over to epcot as originally planned when we arrived at epcot we noticed that rise of the resistance had reopened but we couldn't fit a return to disney's hollywood studios into our plans before the park closed at nine in our case we decided to continue in epcot and the they went to guest relations and a cast member offered to issue Disney gift cards in the amount that we paid for the Rise of the Resistance individual attraction selection skip the line pass. So it sounds like they will extend your window, but if you guys got things to do, go to Guest Relations and they will issue you a Disney gift card. Note that you will not get it back on your own credit card. They make you still spend your Disney dollary dues. Well, I mean, it, it, it's better than nothing, but I do understand some people, uh, the gnashing of teeth, so to uh, so to speak, when it comes to particularly Rise of the Resistance, because the day that I was in Hollywood studio with my mom, that was a solid 110-minute, two-hour wait all day. So I particularly in the 
instance of Rise of the Resistance, if you are putting down that $15 per head in your party and you can't get on it. I that, It's better than just Disney being like, hey, sorry, we got your money. At least they're giving it back to you in some fashion. Would I prefer it to go back on my credit card? 1,000%. But at the same time, if I'm being completely honest, I'm, I'm definitely going to spend that money either while I'm in uh, Walt Disney World that day or bring it back and uh, use it on your next trip. That So I would say my suggestion is, is to ask if they would refund it back to your original form of payment. It It's possible, but it's not confirmed if you can do that yet. But you can use a gift card to purchase individual lightning lanes attraction selection things in the future so really if you're there for multiple days and let's say you do this you witness this on the first day then you can use the gift card on the second day so mm-hmm. they work with you i guess they still yeah, get and, your money and and good on disney for doing that because i guess in the scheme of things they really didn't have to if they didn't uh people like me and you, us ding-dongs, who would get on the internet and rail against them. But thankfully, uh, Disney is doing the right thing. Uh, Talking on the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane availability, uh, there has been some issues the first couple days of Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes being live. Particularly, uh, some attractions have quote-unquote sold out when it comes to return windows and the individual uh, Lightning Lane purchases. Uh, Obviously, uh, Magic Kingdom has the most attractions that are impacted by Lightning Lane. Uh, So I think if you are going to be in the Magic Kingdom, Lightning Lane and Genie Plus might be worth your time and your investment. But uh, these stats are according to thrill-data.com on October 20th, the day that Genie Plus launched live. Uh, Jungle Cruise, Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, uh, Peter Pan's Flight, and the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh saw their availability being sold out. Uh, kind of surprised to see uh, Laugh Floor involved there, though throwing no shade at that show. That is a fun show. Uh, our, fr- our friend of the show, uh, Kevin, Seems to be a big fan of that attraction as well, so it definitely has its fans. On October 21st, Seven Dwarves Mine Train individual lightning lane availability sold out. Not that big of a surprise since that's one of your two options when it comes to uh, the individual lightning lane in the Magic Kingdom. Jungle Cruise, which had crazy wait times uh, when I was down in Orlando. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor again. Splash Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, and the Haunted Mansion all saw their availability dry up both the individual and the regular lightning lanes. And then on the 22nd, Seven Dwarves again, Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, Monsters, Inc., Laugh Fuller, Three for Three, Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder, and the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Can I just... I don't... This is my take. October is a a busy month for most theme parks, so... I understand that wait times will be inflated or will be long. Let me not say inflated because I'm going to use it in this other term. (laughs) You just went and I went, well, I didn't go to Disney, but I've been monitoring some wait times. I feel like what they're doing is they're making the wait times seem higher than they are because I even have people, you know, friends on Instagram that just went as well. And like the posted wait time would be like 40 minutes or 45 minutes. And they only wait like 15, 20. Oh, wow. 
So how accurate are these wait times? And are they just trying to scare you into buying Genie Plus lightning, uh, individual lightning lane situations? Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, guys, come on. I just, I, I don't know. I will say in that instance, whenever we were walking through uh, Tomorrowland and we did see the line for uh, Monsters, Inc., it always did have a line, but it's one of those situations where, you know, it's 20 minutes till the next show. It's 15 minutes till the next show. So, you know, when you can really hop in line. And I will say I experienced some of that in Epcot, but it turned out to be, uh, we got in line for frozen. It had a posted wait time of 55 minutes. And the cast member who was holding the sign said, hey, it's, it's probably closer to 35, 40. We ended up waiting 55 minutes, almost on the dot from the time we walked off the boat. So, uh, so th there might be some instances of them inflating the wait time to in theory, quote unquote, scare you into buying, into putting down the extra money for the Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes. But I I don't feel confident saying so right now just because we have such small data, so to speak. Yeah, so I agree with that. I also think that Magic Kingdom, well, maybe Hollywood Studios. Ma Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, I feel like will be the good gauges of in terms of busy seasons and in terms of just weights in general, I, th I think Lightning Lane will be more beneficial in those two parks than the other two. Not to say that, you know, Epcot and Animal Kingdom don't deserve their Lightning Lane days, but do we, do we really need to spend that money? Yeah. Unless you're doing a park hopper, then, mm -hmm. then I would like kind of consider, you know what I mean, using it for both if I'm already paying for it. I will say... Out of this whole Genie Plus situation, we'll get into this whole Genie, the itinerary planner in a second. But mm. I will say with Genie Plus, the $15 per day and it includes if you park hop is a great deal, in yes. my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I like to jam at least two parks in a day. Sometimes I'm crazy and I do three. <laughs> if I'm doing Magic Kingdom at least part of my day, it's worth the $15 and I can just go hop on over and test track is no problem. Honestly, now that I'm talking about this, I'm definitely going to do it and report back. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I do like the I do like the fact that you can hit up multiple parks if you if you've already bought into uh into the genie plus element of it you're not charged per park which that would be brutal but uh 15 bucks will get you access to any park you're in that day assuming you do have the park hopper availability uh and i'll i'll echo what you said i think of the four parks hollywood studio and magic kingdom are the two parks to use your disney plus in your your genie plus in disney has way too many things with plus on the end of it uh, not to mention uh, hulu plus and espn plus uh you can get the disney plus bundle uh, $13.99 a month. Uh, anyway, October 20th, the first day that Genie Plus was live. We already talked about how we feel Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are the parks where you're going to get the most bang for your buck for your Genie Plus activity. Uh, on the 20th, Rise of the Resistance Individual Lightning Lanes was sold out 
eventually to the shock of nobody. Slinky Dog and then the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Inconsistent late afternoon availability on a Smuggler's Run. We also saw that repeat on the 21st for Smuggler's Run. But uh, throw in a little rock and roller coaster. Uh, just inconsistent evening availability in that instance. Uh, once again, the individual lightning lanes for Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog's Dash sold out. And then on the 22nd, Rise of the Resistance, Slinky Dog, Smuggler's Run, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Alien Swirling Saucer all saw their availability dry up. Uh, nothing really surprising, even in the instance of uh, Swirling Saucer, because I know that's a big ride for the uh, for the cheering. So just because it's not a ride aimed at me doesn't mean it doesn't have its fans. So, uh, yeah, of those parks that we've talked about so far, I will definitely go to bat without having actually gone to bat myself, but I will go to bat saying uh, I do think it's worth it in Hollywood Studio and Magic Kingdom, which brings us to Epcot, and I don't know if I would uh, necessarily sign up for Genie Plus if Epcot was my only park I'm visiting that day, because it's like as much as I love living with the land, probably don't need to get a Genie Plus to get on living with the land. In fact, I know that because me and my mom literally walked on it twice while we were in Epcot. So uh, some of the attractions in Epcot, even though I do love them, not necessarily needed for the Genie Plus, but you do get access to uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. But by the way, you still can try and queue up old school style at 7 a.m. in the morning uh, because we did see, uh, let's see, the only attraction that we've seen have very limited afternoon availability in Epcot has been Test Track. Uh, or, uh, Blog Mickey goes on to say that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which offers individual lightning lane access as well as mandating a virtual queue for non-paid riders, has also been selling out. So if you want to guarantee your spot on the uh, rat ride, you're going to have to get up at 7 a.m. or uh, spend a little bit extra. My, my thing is, okay, so I have a question. Sure. Remy's... You got a boarding group for at 7 a.m. Yes. However, if you didn't, do you think the ride is worth the, the 7 to $15 for an individual lightning lane? Mm. You can be honest. I would have a hard time justifying throwing down money for Remy's. Uh, now, my mom thought it was incredible, but as we were getting off the ride, she turned to me and said, that's it. I thought there would be more. It's a very blink and you miss it attraction. And I'm glad I experienced it once. But if it comes down to me in the future, throwing down $9, for example, otherwise I don't get on uh, Ratatouille. I'm probably hanging on to the nine bucks in my pocket or I'll, or I'll go spend it elsewhere in the world showcase. See, that's what I'm hearing. And I don't have a park like a park pass for Epcot because we're starting at a different park on our Epcot day and we're actually doing Epcot twice. I don't know because I'd have to spend the between nine to fifteen dollars or seven to fifteen dollars and I can only use it twice in a day. Mm -hmm. So say I'm going to Magic Kingdom or if I'm going to Hollywood Studios, I like those rides more than I do than I would potentially like would do Remy's. This is my problem, people. I need to ride it, but I also have heard not very positive things in terms of spending the money on it. So yeah. I might just have to wait until I have a full Epcot day, it sounds like. 
in in the scenarios that you're laying out, I think it would be smart to wait until you do have a full Epcot day where you can try and queue up at 7 a.m. and get your spot, quote unquote, for free on the rat ride because it was it was a fine attraction. I'm glad I did it so I can check that off my uh, list of attractions I need to ride. But at the same time, if like I said, if the difference of me getting on the ride, spending nine bucks and not getting on the ride and not spending nine bucks, probably not going to spend those nine bucks on Remy. Then we will wait and I will report back with my thoughts later. <laughs> and then in uh, Animal Kingdom, as a matter of fact, Kilimanjaro Safari has, quote, sold out in 30 minutes before the attraction closes at night, but the wait time in the 5 to 10 minute range shouldn't really impact your day, and uh, I'm kind of surprised there's no mention of uh, Avatar Flight of Passage when it comes to Animal Kingdom, because I would have thought that would be the one attraction that is going to be hard to come by in the Animal Kingdom. So uh, that is the Genie Plus talk, and I really hope that we're not going to be leading off next week's episode talking about Genie Plus again, because uh, like I said, I'm kind of tired of talking about it. <laughs> I hope so, too. But I just wanted to add our BFF, Justin, uh, gave a review in the Monorail Fam Facebook group. If you're a part of that, you kind of should be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he pretty much said that in terms of the itinerary planner, it's not very helpful. So that's unfortunate to hear. But... Don't focus your energy on that. I would still do do my due diligence and kind of just monitor wait times and, and kind of go from there. It, it seems like uh, not the most reliable thing right now, which is fine. They're still learning. Whatever. And now I, that's the end of the Disney, Disney Genie. Plus. I am disappointed to hear that the planning part uh, of the app isn't living up to expectations. I do hope this is one of the instances where they're just working out the kinks and they will continue to improve it because I think when we were talking about uh, the possibility of Genie Plus and what it could be, I was one of, that was that was one of the biggest things I was looking forward to, that, that, that planner, that concierge to help you get through the day and maximize your time. Because I mean, we've said it before on this podcast several times, the most valuable form of currency you have inside of the Magic Kingdom, of Hollywood Studio, inside Animal Kingdom, Epcot. The most valuable thing you have is your time. So if there's something that can maximize your time so you get more bang for the buck, I'm 1000% for, slightly disappointed to hear that it is not living up to expectations. But uh, living up to expectations, at least me personally, living with the land. That's one of my favorite attractions in Epcot, already mentioned, was able to ride it twice with uh, me and my mom when we were down there, but since I've left, there have been some changes to living with the land. Now, you will remember, I believe it was earlier this year, uh, it closed down randomly for about two weeks. Still not exactly sure what caused that downtime, but uh, there have been some updates for living with the land, but, but, but. It is not closing down the ride. These uh, refurbishments are happening while you can still get on the boat uh, and then look into a greenhouse. Uh, these uh, updates are taking place on the first half of the ride where you see, you know, uh, 
landscapes and, and a country farmhouse, uh, stuff like that. Before you get to the greenhouse itself, there have been scrims put up in the desert and farmland scenes. Uh, not exactly sure what they're improving, what they're updating, but we will keep an eye on that because uh, this podcast is a living with the land stand. The kids still say that, Steffers. Uh, yes, kids still say that, and I agree wholeheartedly. I love living with the land. It is a great little tidbit into me trying to pretend that I can grow my own food. Actually, <laughs> actually, I did grow my own herbs and tomatoes this season, and my tomatoes were fire. Well, there you so. go. Uh, inspired by living with the land, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Living with the land was indeed the only reason why I tried my hand at a garden. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of those attractions. My mom had never been on it before we went down and we ended up going on it twice. She enjoyed it so much. As we were as we were getting off the boat the second time, she turns to me and is like, you know, if you told me that we're going to get on a boat and go through a greenhouse, I don't know if that would have been that exciting. But it really is. If you've never experienced living with the land, give it a shot the next time you're in Epcot. It's literally a walk-on ride almost all of the time. At most, you're going to wait maybe five minutes and even then it'll have a posted wait time of five minutes and you can pretty much just walk on a uh, attraction in epcot that we were unfortunately not able to experience because it was down for reasons that is a spaceship earth but maybe just maybe it was down because we saw the return of two animatronics to spaceship earth that had been missing for a uh hot minute uh the first one's going to be the caveman animatronic uh, and we're talking about the main caveman storyteller uh telling the story of his pack hunting the woolly mammoth pointed uh to the wall and stuff like that and then the next one is a roman soldier animatronic uh where it seems to be uh the one talking and trading uh, in scrolls not scrolls scrolls they're not trading in uh the marvel aliens so so no scroll trading but who knows, there are uh, refurbishments coming to Spaceship Earth. So maybe we will get some MCU uh, representation in Spaceship Earth because uh, news has come out that uh, shooting for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster has started this week with uh, director James Gunn. But uh, yeah, some stuff coming, coming back and happening to some of my favorite attractions in uh, Epcot. That was, uh, that was a lot of Epcot news. <laughs> <laughs> You say I'm that gonna, like it's a bad thing, Steffers. I'm yep. segueing. I'm okay. segueing. Okay. If that's Speaking of things returning, <laughs> segueing <laughs> to more returns. Nailed it. The Tam Tam drummers of Harambe are returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom starting November 7th. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. They will have various times throughout the day. In the morning, it'll be 10 and 11 a.m. Afternoon, you can see them between 12 and 4. But that's not all that's coming back, guys. We speculated. We've hoped. And we've prayed and meet and greets. Some of them are coming back in some form. Yeah. <laughs> there are new character selfie spots that will be returning sometime in November. Right now, they only have five announced in two different parks. Magic Kingdom, Cinderella and Elena of Avalor. I don't know. I think that was after my time. We'll be in Princess Fairy Tale Hall, as well as Rapunzel and Tiana. And then Mickey Mouse will make a return to the Town Square Theater. Sorry, I just wanted to say it that way. In Disney's Hollywood Studios, Minnie Mouse will be at the Red Carpet Dreams. And Disney Junior Pals will be in the Animation Courtyard. I, my one thing is, is I know Mulan has been wandering around. Why isn't her meet and greet coming back? 
That's all I gotta say. I mean, characters are coming back, but I, I, I don't think this is signaling the end of the cavalcades or characters just randomly showing up and walking around the park. So I do hope that there will be instances where you can still get a distant selfie in a non-situation like this because there's only like you said five coming back and i'm gonna be honest disney junior pals doesn't do anything for me because i am i am not a junior what? nor a pal right mm -hmm. i oh what oh okay that's fine i'm okay okay zephyrs that's fine we're pals okay good I mean, I'd hope so. I'm going to bring it back to Epcot because they also announced that the International Festival of the Arts kicks off on January 14th. Yeah. I'm also not going to make a comment about how it's not even Festival of the Holidays yet and you're making this <laughs> announcement. But apparently Festival of the Arts is a crowd favorite. I've been to it once, but it was before I could appreciate. Like, I appreciated the art, but I didn't appreciate the festival in and of itself. So maybe I'll make a trip. Uh, during that time, a little little weekend turnaround. There you go. You can, you, you know, can, maybe you can get your rat ride uh, on during that time too. But uh, yeah, this is kind of like uh, we're recording this before Halloween, and uh, some stores already have you know their Christmas decorations and stuff out. So you know, I'm okay with this. Well, well, as as, as a Halloween aficionado, give mm. October 31st its due because because because. Halloween's the best uh, best holiday. No. But nope, um, af nope. after I go to Halloween Horror Nights in September, I'm done with Halloween. Really? In September, you're like, okay, and that's no more the Halloween. least. Yes, it's the <laughs> least busiest time. So I get it done and then I move on. See, I'm wearing my Halloween Horror Nights shirt right now. I do see that, but you know, our listeners don't because this is an audio based format. If we're showing off what we're wearing, I'm wearing my Powerline shirt from a goofy movie. See, oh. see, this shirt oh. implies that I went and saw Powerline in 95 when he was on tour, when in fact, I did not. But uh, That's also when I was born. Good Lord. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. Uh, anyway. I'm, I'm going to be over here having an existential crisis. But, no, uh, you're I, not Frank. You're not Frank. It's that fine. is true. Uh, happy birthday, Frank, too, I think. I think uh, I know he's one That's of those people that Friday. celebrates his birthday month. But, yeah, it's happening this week. Uh, be sure and listen to the uh, Dillo's Diz podcast. That's what you can get him for his birthday. A download. Uh, yeah. Anyway, going back to the festival. Art lovers of all ages can enjoy inspirational experience such as culinary delights from food studios around the world showcase the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine, a fun food stroll featuring five delicious sweet and savory treats. Was it always called a wonderful walk of colorful cuisine? Was that always the name of it? I don't know. I'm going to say yes because it sounds fun and or whimsical. Okay, well, chalk artists are returning to uh, transform the walkways into stunning landscapes and portraits. There will be various photo ops. The paint-by-number mural will be making a return. Figments brush with the master scavenger hunt. There will be performance and visual artists and special festival merchandise, which we all know and love. Yes, yes. Super excited for this festival. I am a fan of the uh, Festival of the Arts festival i just said festival a lot um uh particularly i am excited to see the paint by the number mural come back because i know uh this year due to covid they had to pair some of that stuff back so uh excited to see that returning and uh, that does kick off january 14th and runs through february 21st of 2022 so uh 
kind of a, kind of a small window if you want to get down and celebrate the arts down in uh, Epcot. But I don't know about you, going to Orlando in uh, in January and February sounds pretty awesome because uh, it gets cold where you and I live, Steffers. Well, yes, but the only thing I don't like about going to the parks at the beginning of the year is because it's less busy. They decide to do maintenance on a lot of the rides mm. that I love. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're a fan of uh, Splash Mountain or uh, that one water ride in uh, Animal Kingdom that nobody likes, the Cali River Cali Rapids. River Rapids. I yeah. like that ride. I don't know who decided that we didn't like that ride, but I did. I did. The host of the podcast decided. Landon we, we... does not speak for both <laughs> of us. You're just. It's just, it's just one of those rides. He's like, if I want to ride that, I can go to Dollywood because Dollywood has a pretty much a copy paste of that attraction. It's one of those attractions. You can go to a lot of places around uh, America. Just to me, that doesn't exactly scream Disney, but that's neither here nor there, except that I'm right. But uh, yeah, um, uh, speaking of some stuff that's uh, coming back in Epcot, uh, it is the return of nighttime shows. Uh, we saw them launch at the beginning of this month in Epcot and uh, Magic Kingdom, respectively. Still no nighttime show in Hollywood Studio or Animal Kingdom, but Animal Kingdom now has a show involving kites. And I was fortunate enough to see all three of those when I was down in uh, Orlando, Florida over the last week, which in fact segues us not only to me talking about those shows, it segues us into the return of a fan favorite segment it segues us into the return of fast pass standby snack break Woo. yeah and the crowd goes mild so uh if you don't know what fast pass standby snack break is oh yes each week landon decides that he's going to pit us against each other in a fit of rage and pick <laughs> our favorites out of three themed thingathangs and well his choices for this Next little round of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break will define our friendship moving forward. So, wow, wow, what nope. is he? Yeah, no mm -hmm. pressure, everybody, but uh, no pressure. Uh, Coming back this week is a brand spanking new Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week we'll have three items that are similar to each other. We're talking attractions, snacks, shows in this instance, etc. And then we are going to rank them. If you want to Fast Pass something, this is your top choice and something you definitely do not want to miss. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's uh, still something you'd be willing to wait in line for. And then if you want to snack break something, you might just go grab a snack while your party does this, but uh, you're super cool. So you will hold the bags and the purses while they do that. And before we get into this, no, I'm not changing the name of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break just because Disney went and did something stupid with Genie, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. Even though now that I say it out, no, I'm still not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because then you'd have to do Genie Plus Lightning Lane, and then you'd have to do Individual Lightning Lane, and then you'd have to do, no, that's too much. We're leaving it, people. We're leaving it. <laughs> yes, regardless, we are not changing it because A, what Steffer said, B, this is my branding, and C, I'm lazy and I don't like to do things. So this week for the return of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, we are going to be talking uh, and I guess uh, pitting these new shows against each other as Steffers so uh, lovingly put out there. In the Magic Kingdom, we have, uh, I believe it's Enchantment in Epcot. We have Harmonious. And then in uh, the uh, Animal Kingdom, we have Kite Tales. 
I'm going into the penalty box. Oh, also, we should discuss the penalty box. If you decide to break the rules and have your own opinions on things that aren't included in three choices, Landon will put you in a penalty box, which I will be in this week because I have issues with this version of Fast Pass. Oh, God, we we never let people out of the penalty box at the end of the mon. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, oh Jeff, is, is, Jeff is still in there, right? Skipper Bob, someone's still in there. We're we feed him? wanted for murder at this point. So oh. so let's let's just keep this between me and you. But uh oops. Uh Steffers, um uh do you want to give your opinions on this week's episode or do you want to save it for when we get the uh pod when we get the uh opinions of our lovely listeners? Or do you want to oh. set the tone? The set the tone? I'm gonna set the tone. Okay. The correct answers are happily ever after, illuminations. Oh and wishes. And that's that'll be my final answer for right now. Tune in next week for my real answers. Staffers, get in the penalty box. Just just get in the penalty box. Okay. I'm I'm so disappointed. <laughs> You're supposed to set an example for the listeners, Staffers. And this is this is what you do. This is called Dawes Does Disney, not Staffers Dawes Dis <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Staffers Dawes Dis <laughs> Yeah, it, wow, well, uh, I don't think we're topping that. <laughs> i need i need sleep or something i don't know what i need but tune in and i will actually give a, a formal opinion and i will base it off of other opinions and live streams that i've seen and give actual commentary though i have not seen these shows in person i have a good idea of where i would at least rank them on like a you know, one, two, skipperoo type situation. So Okay, and, and that's that's totally fine. These might be uh shows that you haven't seen with your own two eyes. So uh that's that's totally fine. You can base it off of streams you've watched, you can base it off uh blogs you've read about it. Though I do people write blogs about fireworks shows? Oh yes. Of course, uh adventureswithstephers.com to read a blog about a fireworks show. Um I haven't I haven't done it, but I have I have to write a love letter to Happily Ever After. I've been okay. meaning to do that. However, my heart just can't take it right now. I I understand that, Steffers. Uh there were uh, there were some big manly tears uh shed watching couple of these shows when I was down in uh, the house of the mouse in Orlando, Florida. Uh Incorrect. Well, well, that's just your opinion, man. But uh, to get your opinion, man, read on next week's episode, head over to the Facebook group, the Morning Monorail Fam. I will put up a post probably Tuesday where uh, you can post your thoughts. And uh, if you're good and if you and if you bring it, so to speak, you could just hear your response read on next week's episode. And of course, I'll throw this up in the Discord chat as well for the OG Monorail patrons because uh, that's still going on. So uh, keep an eye on the Fast Pass Standby Snack Break uh, channel to uh, weigh in on the conversation. But don't forget to also follow the show, Daz Does Disney, on the Twitter. And maybe, you know, we'll throw a poll. Maybe we'll Ooh. throw a poll out there so you can vote. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you can you can throw some opinions in there and also vote on the poll and uh, we'll report back uh, what show won and by how much. I don't know what one and two is, but I'm pretty sure I know what three is. So uh, we will talk about that next week. And I'll, uh, I'll give my thoughts on the shows as well, including some uh, other first of experiences I was able to uh, partake in when I was down in Orlando, Florida. But uh, Steffers, 
That feels like That's an episode. Me. That feels like we talked about things and we uh, upset. I think we've thoroughly upset the world with our opinions <laughs> yeah. for this week. Uh, so business as usual. We're back, baby. Correct. Steppers, where can the lovely listener find you and your wares? My, Okay, we're going to need to talk about your, your verbiage usage. <laughs> but you can find me, Adventures with Steppers, on Instagram. On Twitter, I am AsianZing95 because Twitter has a uh, character lock on your username. So I can't keep my branding the same. If you want to read things I write or listen to my podcast, Adventures with Steppers, you can go to adventureswithstuffers.com or you can search Adventures with Stuffers in all your podcatching catcher thingies. I would also like to say happy early birthday to Frank. You're old and I think I'll get you a cane. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's the tea on that. You assume he doesn't already have a cane, but maybe this can be like a like a fancy cane or something. It, uh, a cane like, with a fedora on the like the, the little handle oh my thing. God. It's a fedora. That, that would be perfect for him. Oh my God, that really would be perfect for him. Uh, before we get to my plugs, uh, Steffers did mention the show. Be sure to follow it on Twitter at Dawes Does Disney. That's D O Z D O E S, and you know how to spell Disney. We got over 100 followers over the past week. Thanks so much for those who follow. And I'm going to return to giving a shout out to my favorite member of the Dawes Does Disney Nation, and that is Kevin at Kevin. Rosebert. Uh, I was fortunate enough to hang out with Kevin some in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, my mom liked him. So, you know, Kev, thumbs up. Uh, the Lotus uh, gives her approval. Uh, but if you want to possibly get a shout out at random, uh, be sure and follow the show at Does Does Disney on Twitter. As for me, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. Uh, I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 987. Dot com uh, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. And once again, if you are listening to the show the morning that it goes live on Monday, October 25th, I'm actually going to be sitting in the big chair from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Uh, talking about a myriad of things. Uh, to give you a little spoiler, we're going to talk about good customer service. Everybody loves to talk about bad customer service. I want to talk about the stuff that makes you smile, makes you give a thumbs up and say, hey, great job. I appreciate your help. So uh, until next time for Steffers, uh, thank a cast member. Be decent to each other. You don't know what's going on in uh, everybody else's life and it costs you literally nothing to be nice. My name is Landon Doan. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Does Does Disney. Hopefully you'll be back next week for a new episode, but if not, have a great week. Me! <laughs>
you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. You aren't dead inside. I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's questionable whether you're nice.